football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By. And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the pod. Reacting to back-to-back wins, most recently on Monday night back at home against the Washington Wizards following a seven-game road trip, longest road trip of the Nuggets season. And I'll just start by saying this, and this is not um, reinventing the wheel on this one. When, when you knew the context of the, the trip itself, some of the opponents on the seven-game road trip, and who you have and didn't have, and then ultimately, you know, even a guy like Will Barton, who you had earlier in uh, the uh, the road trip, uh, unable to play because of COVID stuff. If if you knew all of that context, and I told you that I was from the future, and the Nuggets uh, are going to come out of this road trip with a four and three record, you likely, I know, I will. I'll speak for myself. How about that? I would have signed that in blood. I mean, seriously, four and three, considering everything uh, that the the Nuggets are going through and we're going through, knowing that you had to go to Miami, knowing that uh, you had to go to New York and play the Knicks and uh, against a really good Bulls team and uh, that the 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 duplex back to back in San Antonio and. It, it, I, I think I think most of Nuggets Nation would have taken uh, four and three, and that's exactly uh, what they did. And to come out of that seven game stretch away from Denver, still at five hundred, is almost like you treaded enough water. Hopefully, until someone threw you a, a, a life vest, uh, and that's what it felt like. So, and then you know the win in San Antonio. Let's just start there. The the rebound win following the loss on uh, Thursday, December 9th, 123 to 111, to turn back around on Saturday. That's really the the answer uh, to the calling and to the challenge. Uh, you, you really you, you can't lose back to back in San Antonio. I know they're well coached and they have some you know nice young pieces to them, but uh, you you just that couldn't happen. And Nikola Jokic wasn't going to let that happen. I mean, Nikola was just flat-out brilliant again, uh, made four three-pointers on Saturday, 35 points, 17 rebounds, eight assists, just off the charts. I mean, for him to be a plus 32 when he was out on the floor, it's insane. And, you know, Nikola's uh, run here that he's on is just, it's incredible. It's incredible for so many different standpoints. And I gushed and gushed in the last podcast uh, about Nikola. Uh, late uh, last week, uh, and and there's some good stuff in there that's still applicable and not as time sensitive. Uh, if you didn't hear that episode of the podcast, go back and listen to it. Um, I was pretty fired up. I was pretty fired up, and I still am pretty fired up. What we're seeing from Nicola, 
it's all time stuff. Whether you're looking at, I mean, shoot, you can you can look at a, a bunch of different things. You can look at um, the advanced metrics. Uh, the player efficiency rating, currently number one all time. You can look at per 100 possession numbers. Uh, or you could just flat out look at the raw numbers, right? He's averaging nearly 27 points a game. That, that like, we're, we're on the same page with that, right? Like, it's not just about the advanced stats. Nikola Jokic is the NBA's fifth leading scorer, right? Like, Trey Young, Giannis, Steph, and KD are the ones uh, right now who average more points a, a game <coughs> Excuse me, than Nikola Jokic. When it comes to rebounds, what do the raw numbers say? Well, he's averaging nearly 14, trailing only Rudy Gobert by less than a board, right? So, and then, and then, and then look at the raw numbers uh, in the assist category, where uh, he's ranked currently right now. And again, at the time of recording, it's uh, Tuesday, December 14th. Um, he is 11th in the league in assists with over seven a game, 7.3, just outside the top 10. And my money is that at Throughout the course of this season, he is going to uh, break into that top 10 and be a top uh, five scorer, top five rebounder, and top 10 in assist. And then, so you got the advanced numbers, you got the raw numbers, and then how about just the eye test? Like just watching this guy because, you know, on occasion, his dominance, if you're just watching the game possession by possession, it's even more impressive than the numbers tell you it is, which the the, the numbers, as we just went over, are uh, some of the most impressive uh, ever. Uh, from an advanced um, stat standpoint and the raw number standpoint, so uh, it's every box is is totally checked uh, for Nicola. And I just wanted to um, uh, I want to talk about the Wizards game here in a second, but just one more thought on uh, the Saturday bounce back win against the Spurs. Bones Highland and Marcus Howard, like how fun were those guys to watch? Six threes for Marcus Howard, four threes for Bones Highland. That second quarter was as fun. Uh, as really any quarter uh, of basketball this season for the Denver Nuggets, where they scored 44 points in 12 minutes in that second stanza in San Antonio on Saturday. Uh, and you look at Marcus Howard. I mean, for Marcus Howard to be in an NBA game scoring 21 points, I, you know, I, I, I didn't know. I'd have to really go back and, and dive into my notes or old podcasts uh, to, you know, know my uh, initial outlook on Marcus Howard and, I just, like, if you told me he just wasn't going to be an NBA player and he was going to spend 12 years in Spain uh, or Italy, I would have said, yeah, that's, that, that's about right. Uh, but for him uh, to be contributing to playing, you know, um, I, 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 I don't want to say uh, every night regular minutes because that's not true. Um, in that first game against San Antonio, he, he didn't play. Um, the game against Chicago, he didn't play. I, and, you know, maybe checking in for a... a possession or something like that at the end of a half or what have you. Um, but to, to play 12 minutes against the Wizards, 21 minutes against uh, San Antonio and produce, I just, I think it's, it's good for the young player, you know, and it's good for this team. Of course, that goes without saying, uh, but he hit three, three pointers against the Wizards and six against the Spurs. Those are the last two games. So nine made three pointers for Marcus Howard uh, in the last two games, pretty damn good, right? You take that uh, uh, ten times out of ten, um, and then uh, Bones Highland, man, like you know, it, it's not going to be perfect with Bones, and it's certainly not going to be consistent uh, as a as a rookie who doesn't even weigh 170 pounds uh, in the leagues uh, in the best basketball league in the world, right? So you're going to see flashes, or or you hope to see flashes. I should say you don't always see them; you hope to see them, uh, and you saw it uh, on Saturday. Uh, against San Antonio when he scored six, uh, 16 points and made uh, four threes, four of nine. 
uh, and made another couple buckets uh, as well. So he's he's crafty, he's intriguing. At some points, he's exciting, and you're see- and it's fair to say like you're seeing the flashes you would hope to see in a young player's rookie season as often as really you're going to see them out of uh, out of like a non top five or top ten pick. It's really hard to play in the NBA uh, as a rookie. And the young 21-year-old to score 16 against San Antonio, uh, made a couple shots against Washington, by the way, finished with six points. You think back to um, the way that the road trip started uh, back in at the, uh, was it uh, November 29th against Miami? Um, or, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Uh, he scored 19 points uh, on five of eight three-point shooting. You think back to the game earlier uh, in November against Portland when he scored 18, 15 against the Atlanta Hawks. I was there that night. Um, so it's again, it's it's going to be you're going to have rough patches. It's going to be a bumpy road. You're an NBA rookie, uh, but early signs on early returns really on Bones Highland uh, are good. Um, just don't expect it every night or even one out of every uh, two or three nights. So uh, good stuff there. Uh, moving on to uh, the game against the Washington Wizards, uh, 113-107 in a game that should have never, ever, ever been that close. Um, you know, handful of thoughts here. One, this game, the, the number one talking point for this game is Nikola Jokic getting uh, ejected uh, after 31 minutes of play by Tony Brothers. He and Jokic have a history. You guys know Tony Brothers. Um as far as officials go, he's like kind of an institution there with Scott Foster or, you know, Dick Bavetta, you know, years ago. Um, two things can be true at the same time, okay? Nikola Jokic does not get a great whistle. This is not new news, okay? We've been talking about this for years now, okay? Did he get a bad whistle? Yes. Was it? A really rough sequence leading up to his ejection. Yes. Does he deserve better? Yes. Does he, should he put himself in a position to be ejected from a game uh, that they could have lost because of it, even despite at one point being up 33 points? He's got to know better, guys. He's got to. And, you know, I, I said this on the air on our daily radio show here on The Fan, uh, Stokely and Zach, I said that. Look, um, you know, this is last night, Monday night was an opportunity for Michael Malone to step up in that spot because he sees what's going on like the rest of us do. And I think Malone uh, has been a little bit too judicious with not taking advantage of those opportunities because the value that Nicola presents actually being on the floor, in my opinion, is infinitely. Um, more valuable than Michael Malone being available for the last however many minutes it, it was uh, after the ejection. And you're sending a message to the officials and the league that it's unacceptable and you're not having it, but you're also sending that same message to your players, chief among them, Nikola Jokic. And I had someone reach out on, on our text line saying that, hey, um, uh, no, you, Nikola's got to handle his business. He got hit all night and guys are you know taking shots on him and First of all, I don't think anything was malicious, okay? This was not Markeith Morris. But but in that same vein, you know, um, they said Nicola's got to stand up for himself or the rest of the league is going to walk on him. I, I just don't think it was that kind of spot. I, I really don't. Like the Markeith Morris thing, that was different. Uh, Morris took liberties on Nicola. This wasn't that. 
Uh, could it have been like, hey, let's get under this guy's skin a little bit? Yeah, but you're going to experience that every effing night if you flag that it bothers the hell out of you the way that Nicola often does. So you ju- you just – this is a, obviously a pattern through the years with Nicola. He runs super hot. Does he have a right to be frustrated? Yes. Do cooler heads need to prevail? Of course, in my opinion. Um, because, man, the fact that that was – you know, ended up being a six-point – win instead of a 20-point win, which I have zero doubt in my mind at all that that's what it would have been uh, had Nicola stayed um, in that basketball game. So you just, man, you just don't want to flirt with disaster, and it felt like that was going to happen uh, for a second. And how could it not, especially considering the context and who's not available, right? Like, Nicola knows, that obviously, that, you know, Jamal and MPJ, and you talk about uh, Will Barton not being available, like, you... Like, you needed to finish that game. Um, luckily, uh, the Nuggets walk away unscathed uh, from that ejection, uh, 113 to 107. So, um, just a, 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 an obvious observation and a takeaway, not just from the game against the Wizards, but really the last uh, handful of games. Um, if you want to date it back to the, uh, the first couple games after the Michael Porter Jr., uh, injury, I think you can, and maybe I will just take the time and sit down and go through every game and um, look at the 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 uh, you know a graph throughout the Nuggets season uh, when it comes to sharing the basketball. The ball is flying around. The ball is snapping around. Guys are making plays for one another. Uh, there is an unselfish connectivity to this basketball team right now that I think should bode well. Uh, over the next couple of weeks uh, until the Nuggets get guys back from injury. And even when that happens, you hope that that, that rhythm stays the same and that um, energy and vibe stays the same uh, when it comes to uh, getting that ball popping. So, uh, and, and there's a million examples to show, by the way. The one that uh, kind of um, just you know, mildly stuck out to me uh, was last night, uh, excuse me, Monday night uh, in the first half against the Washington Wizards where it's a transition opportunity and Nicola advances the basketball prior to getting over half court, which, you know, uh, in the last couple of podcasts, I've been talking about the importance of uh, getting two feet in the, into the paint and just the opportunities by just doing that, just getting the ball and two feet into uh, the paint, the uh, opportunities uh, that develop and blossom from just doing that one function. Um, the same goes with advancing the basketball up the floor. Passes that don't matter, right? Quote-unquote, passes that don't matter. And Nicole is really good at that. Um, I've talked about Kevin Herter in the past being really good at it. Lonzo Ball is really good at it. Is that when you're in the backcourt and you advance that ball over half court, the good things that end up developing from those opportunities are, you know, endless. Um, is it going to be profitable every single time? No, but at the very least, you're making the defense work to get back uh, on defense, right? Make them work a little bit uh, before you start your offensive possession. And best case is, the guy that is ahead of the play that you advance to, not necessarily in traditional transition where it's like a two-on-one. I'm just talking about an unsettled uh, possession that's transitioning from defense to offense. Um, when you advance that basketball up the floor, guys have angles that you can't quite see when you're back there. So just by putting them in a position to maybe go downhill on a guy, um, and maybe not, maybe it's pull out and, and, and run a set, but in, in the one particular possession that I'm thinking about, Jokic advances the ball up to, um, it was Aaron Gordon, and Monte Morris sprints to the corner for an open three. 
the three is wide open. And actually, Aaron Gordon could have forced the issue initially, all right? But he snaps the ball to the corner. There's one guy back there in that unsettled uh, transition uh, spot, and he is in between Gordon and Monte. Monte can take the three. It is an open three. It's really wide open in the NBA. That's what made this play stick out to me just a little bit. It was a run-of-the-mill play, but I think it speaks to something larger. Uh, Aaron gets that ball from Jokic. The defender's in between. He, he snaps the ball to Monte in the corner. The uh, Monte has the open three. He snaps it without hesitation right back to Gordon for uh, a transition three-point shot, which Gordon made. Um, but the fact that uh, Gordon's not forcing the issue. He's snapping it to an open teammate. That open teammate is turning down a good shot for a great shot. I just thought it was a nice little microcosm uh, of their night, a night where the Nuggets put up 26 assists. Go back to the win on Saturday in San Antonio, 33 assists. Even go back to the loss in San Antonio a couple days before that, 29 assists. Uh, against the Pelicans, 28 assists. So you're seeing... Um, it's almost like a point of emphasis out there. And, and, it, and it may not even. It may just be guys falling in line after Jokic. Um, I'm not quite sure, but I'm liking the result uh, regardless uh, where uh, the source of it is coming from. Uh, I thought uh, Faku in the first half, uh, Faku Campazzo on Monday night against Washington was as fun of a stretch of basketball as I have seen that guy play. All right, uh, Faku is a very flawed player, okay, from... The, the physical standpoint uh, with certainty to the lack of a shot-making ability on a regular basis. Now, I know he – I know – let me give him his, his, his props here. Um, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the last month leading up to a Monday night's game against Washington largely has been good. It's been better, anyway. Um, he, had, he had been one of the better three-point shooters on the Nuggets. And you can go back to really um, uh, mid, mid to late November – uh, in that game uh, where they hosted Chicago and got beat, and he went four or five from three, you can really go back and and look through uh, the 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 shot making. And of course, and I mentioned this in the last podcast, and I forget who we're talking about. I think it might have been Faku. Um, that you know, when your shot, when his shot is going down, uh, he's just a markedly better player. Uh, to which I said, you know, oh, who, who who doesn't that apply to? Um, but. With Faku, when the shots are going down, he becomes uh, multiple. And when they're not, he's just, not, he doesn't, he oftentimes doesn't look like an NBA player, uh, to be totally honest with you. Um, he didn't shoot it well against the Wizards. Uh, he was 0 for 5 from 3. He did have a couple other buckets, but his energy in that second quarter was just crazy. And there was like literally five different plays that, like, for some guys, like, go on the career highlight. And those five plays happened all in, in, in one uh, stint of being on the floor. I'm, 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 well, no, not all of them. Excuse me. Not, not all five of the plays. Um, but a, a lot of them happened there in that second quarter. The right-to-left crossover on the left side of the floor um, and then throwing behind his head to Jokic was, you know, got the place on their feet. Uh, he had another a less noteworthy play where he gets two feet into the paint and creates himself a nice little entry pass, an entry angle for Aaron Gordon, who all he has to do is simply catch the ball and explode towards the basket. I, I don't even think a dribble was used. Uh, one gather might have been used, but it was just putting a teammate in a great position to, to simply finish. Um, he had the... Uh, he had the uh, a behind the head pass to uh, Chanchar 
there. He had the play in transition to Chanchar where he uses that leverage of a straight arm whip pass uh, that really no one saw coming uh, other than Faku uh, that was finished in transition by Chanchar. And then the the, the situation where um, Jokic uh, advanced the ball once again uh, in transition to Faku, but it was a weird pass. Faku's got to like, tip it to himself. He gathers it and drives baseline and attracts uh, the, the, the front court defender and goes around the back with the left hand uh, for Jokic for another easy two. Uh, I, I had in my notes, it's just like, I'm just like, this guy, he's just on one tonight. And then he had uh, the, uh, uh, the run-out play uh, to the Aaron Gordon windmill. How fun was that play? And the picture to follow. Uh, really cool stuff. But yeah, he taps that ball uh, as he arrives to the basketball simultaneously, simultaneously with the defender. He doesn't try to corral it. Um, that probably wouldn't have worked considered uh, his measurables, but he did was was able to poke it all the way out into the open court, and Aaron Gordon winds that thing up uh, and explodes off two feet for the windmill. Man, I am a sucker for a full extended windmill dunk, uh, and Aaron Gordon can certainly provide that. And then the picture that the Nuggets put out there of, you know, he's mid-cocking it. It's like full extension coming around, and Monte is leaving his feet, like exploding in excitement. Um, you know, it just makes for, you know, really, really cool picture. Not necessarily like Dwayne Wade with his arms out, you know, not looking at LeBron, that, that famous photo, but uh, still, still pretty damn cool. Um, and, oh, and by the way, just Aaron Gordon in general. Aaron Gordon in general, uh, I've been very impressed. Um, obviously, if you are a regular listener of this podcast, you know uh, I'm a fan of the fit he is for the Nuggets, of the fit that the Nuggets are for him, um, his uh, ever-blossoming um, on-court relationship with Nikola Jokic has been a blast. I mentioned the phrase a couple times here in the last month, we're just scratching the surface. I think he's just catching up to to, to Jokic's IQ and um, it's developing right in, in front of our eyes. Uh, but the aggressive nature he's playing with and just being aware to the spot uh, that he's in considering, you know, all the injuries and, you know, COVID stuff. And uh, for him to have 16 points against the Wizards, uh, 16 points uh, in that win against San Antonio, um, 25 the game before that. Um, he's just, he's, he's, playing, he's, he's playing well. He's playing with force. Uh, and I like what I see from from Aaron Gordon. Would like to see a little bit more on the glass from an athlete uh, his size, uh, but I've always kind of felt that way uh, about Aaron Gordon. Uh, but he could take his game to even another level, to be totally honest, in a couple different re- regards. One, an offensive, uh, more of a developed offensive package uh, to create shots for himself, and then also on the glass uh, as he has... Uh, two, what are we looking at? Two, uh, yeah, just two games this season where uh, he's been double figures on the glass. And I just, I just, I just refuse to think that that's his ceiling. Um, I, I, I think if we saw a more dedicated uh, effort uh, in that regard on the glass, we, we would see a lot more production. Um, but uh, that being said, uh, not, not, not getting negative or, you know, poking holes um, uh, in Gordon. I think he's been great. I think he's been great, and I think he's going to be even better uh, when uh, the Nuggets get some of these uh, pieces back. All right, uh, what else here? Oh, quick note about uh, Monte Morris. Uh, Monte's season uh, hasn't been perfect uh, by any means. 
Um, if you watch this team as closely as I do, you already know that. Uh, was he a little bit out of shape coming into the season? Uh, maybe. I'm, I'm looking at his photo right now that he took in the preseason. Uh, he looks like he's lost about 10 pounds uh, since that photo was taken. Maybe it's more. Um, but, I, but what I'm seeing with him as he's rounding into shape a little bit more uh, is just a more confident player. Like, if you, if you go back and remember some of those um, games in uh, October or November, there was a lot of nights where uh, it seemed like Monte was just too often unsure of himself offensively. And I think that in here in these uh, last few games, last few weeks, whatever it is, you're just seeing a more confident player. You know, they talked about it on the broadcast, and, and you're seeing it with your eyes. For him to go 18, or 8 of 14, excuse me, uh, from the field against Washington, but also make three threes, right? Uh, to go 7 of 12 against the Spurs, but also make four threes. Uh, to go... Um, uh, three threes in that uh, initial game against the Spurs. Uh, he made two threes against the Pelicans. He made three threes against uh, the Bulls. And again, these performances are not all perfect by any means, and they're they're not going to be. But if you're telling me Monte Morris has strung together five consecutive games, making multiple threes, and in four of those games, three three threes or more, that's uh, just a really good sign. It's just a really good sign uh, for you know where his season could be trending. And obviously, uh, we hope that is uh, we hope that's upward. Okay, uh, let's take a look at the standings really quick. Right now, currently, the Nuggets are in the eighth seed, uh, right there, uh, tied with uh, the Mavericks, um, who uh, also have a fourteen and three record. But it, you know, it's too early to really put too much stock into this. But it's not too early just to keep an eye on it and and where the Nuggets are as they sit. Uh, one game over 500 at 14 and 13 with a team that they have dominated through the last couple of years in the Minnesota Timberwolves coming into town on Wednesday evening. All right, guys, we will leave it there for now. I appreciate you. I appreciate Superbook for sponsoring this podcast. And you know that whatever happens on Wednesday night at Ball Arena against the T-Wolves, we'll be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.